This is cassette tape number two. Uh, hello, uh, this is I Will Write Your Book. My name is Will Hines. I am a ghost author who writes books for people, and this podcast is where I play the recordings of my meetings with my various clients. Uh, with me, as always, is my copy editor, Karen Donahue. Hello, Karen. Hi. Uh, Karen, so nice to see you. I'm on the Zoom call. I see you in the little window there. It's nice, nice to see you. You know, I haven't received any money from you. Are you mailing me a check or what's happening? Oh, yeah. I've sent I, out I just, several invoices and no, no, I've gotten no response. Them. Yeah, no, I've gotten your invoices. Uh, I'm just a little behind. I'm trying to do my quarterly tax deductions, and I've, I've basically been putting off running the numbers. So, yeah, I'm a little backed up on that, but I'm, I'm going to get Running the numbers? It just says like it figuring much... out what... Just no, like figuring just... out what I owed and, like, you know, you got to read yeah, those tax forms. Right, They're, well, just pay I'm your always, bill. Yeah, yeah. My accountant isn't responding to my email, so I'm just doing it on my own. And Can I ask I'm, you a question? Of course. Yeah, I'm an open book. Does anyone listen to this? Is this just an exercise in futility uh, no, for I, you? Yeah, I, no, I, 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 don't, I can't figure out how to read the stats through Libsyn, which is the service that I use. Every time I try to read the stats, I get it, logged okay, out. Okay, these are just more excuses, and you're not being honest with yourself again. No, I'm, okay. I'm being honest. More I just, excuses about paying me, excuses about uh, I can't figure out who. You know, I, 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 I've gotten some clients wet who. Wet noodle. Uh, I'm a wet noodle? Yeah. You know, normally, Karen, your negativity really puts me puts me down, but I am feeling good today. Do you know why? Because I have been doing sit-ups <laughs> in the morning, and it feels pretty great. Five? It was five. I did five sit-ups. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's a good start. That's a good start. I did five I this morning. When you're not used to it, that really that gets your heart racing. I bet. And I feel pretty good about it. So, um, Karen, I got a new client today. I've never met this gentleman before. Potential client. Potential. Oh, potential client. Yes, this is an initial consultation. Feeling optimistic about it though. I don't know anything about his project. His name is Michael Tresvant, and. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't talked to him yet, so what, I'm about to bring him on the line. So let's let's see how it goes. Okay. Right, I think I've connected him. Uh, Michael, are you there? Hello. Hello, Michael. Hello. Hi. Yes. Hey, this is okay. I can hear you. Yeah, this is Michael. And this is Will. I'm Will Hines. Hey, hi, nice, hi. Nice to talk with you. You as well. You can call me Mike, by the way. Mike. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tresvant. Tresvant. Yes. yes. Um, yes. Great, great. And uh, on the line also, you can see here in the Zoom call, is uh, Karen Donahue. She's a copy editor with the firm. Hi, Mike. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm I'd good. like to have Karen with these in these discussions in case there's any grammar questions uh, or if there's any sort of – she's really good on the details of writing, so I just find it's helpful to bring her in early on the process. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Look, I, this is kind of my first foray into this, so hey, yeah, you tell me what you need. <laughs> you know, <laughs> great, I, great. Yeah. Only thing I got is the words. You know what I mean? That's that's all you need to have. If you have the vision for the book, we're going to help you execute it. So. Oh, man. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Really oh, yeah. No worries at all. So. This is exciting. So, uh, Michael, let's get into it. What's, what's your idea for what kind of book you want to write? Well... I'm really into right now the idea of really giving voice to mm -hmm. the voiceless and really like highlighting things that we didn't necessarily know about figures of the past. You know, oh. I, I am black. I see so you can see that. 
Yes. Uh, uh, and so to me, it's like I want to be more of an uplifting voice to, you know, people of color and then show okay. them and tell them, you know, a lot of different things that they didn't know about some of the historical people of color that maybe we don't know. Like we all know that Martin Luther King marched yeah. and all this type of stuff, but we don't know all the things. You know, I want to make sure that people see that just because you see this figure and you see all the great they've done for the world, like yeah. here's some other facts to let you know that, hey man, like just like you or me, they they also do regular things and also had other human experiences that lets you yeah. know that, hey, you don't have to be spectacular to do something positive, to do something great in the world. You know I, what I, I mean? I love this. This is wow. exciting. Yeah, this yeah. is terrific. Oh my gosh. This mm-hmm. is, uh, what a fantastic project, Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Yeah, giving voice to the voiceless. Right. You as a black man trying to give voice maybe to some POC that maybe haven't been represented well enough. And I love that too. It's like humanizing these great figures and saying, hey, you know what? You can do something great too. Right, right. Because I just want, this is a time where everybody needs to know that they have the power to be able to start change. Like you don't have to feel like you have to be the next Martin Luther King to necessarily like incite some change. You can be whatever you want. So. Uh, what a great message. Did you have anybody in mind or anything in particular that you were thinking of focusing on to start with? Well, yeah. You know, in this book, I want to make sure that I, I'm hitting a, a lot of different figures that people maybe are a little bit aware of or maybe they aren't aware of. And yeah, the we'll, story. And then, yeah we'll give them the things that, you know, the, the bullet points, things they know. But then also just hit them with a couple of different things that uh, they didn't know. Um, I've been doing a lot of research on the Internet. And oh, sure. I've been learning myself about a lot of things that I didn't know about figures. And I was okay. just like, man, like people need to be able to see this all in one space. You know, I, they shouldn't uh, have to keep searching from different site to different site. and things Yeah, yeah you shouldn't have to just stumble on these little stories. We're going right. to put it one easy to find place. Right, right. So maybe unknown figures or just unknown aspects of right. people that you thought you knew yes. everything about, yeah, but exactly. you don't. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So do you, any, uh, so is it is it going to be Martin Luther King uh, focused? Or are we going to focus on aspects of Dr. King's I'm, life? I think I'm going to focus on, uh, I want to necessarily like hit a lot of different figures. Okay. You know, like for instance, I got some stuff on Martin Luther King. Okay. You know, like, but even if you want to start even more recent. So you all remember uh, former President Barack Obama, correct? Oh, yeah. I, I do remember, yes. Yeah. I remember former President Barack mm-hmm. Obama. Right. Yes. All right. He is so still know, on my mind. We yes. know a lot of good, we know a lot of things about this man. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I went to great, Harvard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. As a black father, a white mother, exactly. and his dad was out of the picture pretty early, so he's really close to his mom. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but one of these facts that people, a lot of people don't know, or at least they don't really talk about, that I found mm-hmm. out on the internet, he's actually a secret Muslim. Huh? Huh? Oh, people don't oh, know that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and no, I want to no, yeah. make, make sure I give the credit to, right. you know, to these people who said this. This one, um, I found this on a site, and this was a fact given by Supreme White 2406. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, Mike, you know, Mike, not um, everything on the internet is a hundred percent true you know these Um, things get exaggerated sometimes i mean there are good sources of information and And barack obama's a terrific subject great tool for research love the internet Uh yeah yeah Uh 
Uh, I, I, I see what you're saying. There could be some times where, like, maybe something that somebody says is a little bit outlandish or whatever. But yeah. I'm not going to YouTube comments, guys. Can't trust YouTube comments. No, like, no, you know, no, yeah. no. I'm going to kind of, like, reputable sites and things like this and getting this information. Yeah. You said this was Supreme White... And then a number that's that was the that was this internet handle yeah fourteen oh six well i you know i I've heard the act the the allegation that Barack is a secret Muslim, and I think that's been pretty definitely disproven mm. yeah <laughs> i mean I, he's, wouldn't he's, say I mean like I said, there's a lot of things that people don't know or you can't really disprove something if you don't know, and supreme yeah. white that's true to, like have a you really can't good really disprove something you don't know um, you can't really disprove something you don't know exactly you can't that's true you can't disprove something you don't know but like barack you know he and michelle they attended a christian church and they have for years uh-huh. and the, even that relationship well, i guess is, if you're hey, secret hey, i guess if it's a secret I mean, hey listen well i mean I, I wouldn't i don't want to tell you how to do your job uh, yeah you, you should know, mike no. you, you should <laughs> You should. You should tell him how to do his job. Okay. Well, Karen, you know, maybe I should. I'm just yeah. saying, like. Hey, I want to write the book you want to write. I, hey, I, man. And, and, and I love the input. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the input. No, no. We're having, we have a good dialogue going you know, here. This, this, is, this is the process. Um, this is the process. But the point of the book is to necessarily, like, let people know about things. And Barack Obama being a secret Muslim, I think, would be very uplifting to a lot of people out there who are Muslim who can now see themselves in the president. True, very true. That is an inspiring take on it. I just think the problem is most of the time when I have heard people say that Barack Obama is a secret Muslim, they're doing it to sort of undermine him and sort Mm. of describe him having a terrorist agenda, Hmm. which is actually disrespectful to Muslims Muslims. in general and to Barack. Mm -hmm. I think you're being insensitive, Will. I think maybe you should just write it down. I'm being insensitive? I think you should write it down. For now, I'm going to write it Let me just, you know what? Every there's no we don't say no to anything when we start. So I'm yeah. gonna put this on the virtual little whiteboard. Yeah, I mean and obviously Obama, we're not gonna secret... write it with any of those kind of whatever you were just talking about. Right. Yeah. That's opinion. That's opinion. You know, and yeah, exactly. we want facts, right? The positive exactly. side of Barack Obama being a secret Muslim. Okay. Right. right. I mean I, I do know there's things about Barack Obama that I feel people don't appreciate. Like I know that he spent time in Kansas with his grandparents. Mm-hmm. And um you know but I know a very people's... hard state to be a Muslim in. I, well, yeah, I, yeah. Right. I guess it would be. I mean, people yeah. know that he's from Hawaii, but he also mm-hmm. has this like. Okay, well, I mean, how many okay, Muslims well, do you know from Hawaii? You know what I mean? Like these are like so. Imagine not, like somebody who's a Muslim in Hawaii, and they're being like, "Oh, Barack Obama was a Muslim here too." Like giving a voice to the voiceless. There exactly. you go. Exactly. So you okay. know, that's just kind of thing I want to do with this book. Was there anything else that you found out? Oh, I found out. Uh, oh yeah, I found out a ton of stuff. Uh, so one of my favorite ones is like, uh, look. I'm not somebody who talks about or who says anything about the notion of you You love who you love. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. Uh, so what, an interesting fact that I had found out on the Internet that I didn't know. Now, we all know Harriet Tubman, correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So one you of know, the most inspirational figures in American history. Right. Right. What I didn't know about Harriet Tubman during those times of you know the underground railroad and things Mm -hmm. like this yeah is that oftentimes she would stop into a small town and have a foursome with at least three to four white guys apparently she really loved sex with white men um and i want to say this this is a reference by big white dick 13 big white dick 13 um tells us about the story about how harriet tubman 
Where, what, what, what site are you on where they have these handles? Are these people having to register like these account names? Well, I've been going to a couple different sites. I think this sort of like site, discussion are boards are these boards? like. Well, well, some of these were like this one. I think I got off of a message board site. It's like a okay. site and where you kind of go and people just kind of tell you about little known. Big facts white dick like. thirteen. So. Yeah, I've never heard this one about Harriet Tubman. The Barack yeah. Obama one, I have heard people say that. I've uh-huh. never heard that Harriet Tubman loved sex with white men. Right. I mean, that's what's crazy. Like, she loved, apparently she loved sex with white men. And multiple white men. Multiple white men. And I and truly, I I was shocked. And I, I'm, so, I'm shocked. I'm shocked, too. Like, it but, seems dangerous for somebody in her line of work to be engaging in that kind of activity. And that's what makes it so crazy. But I think, you know, this little known fact given to us by Big White Dick 13, you know, it's interesting because now it's like if you're a black woman out there who maybe is, you know, feeling a little bit, I mean, ashamed, let's even say, about liking someone of the opposite sex or, you know, something like that. And Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be. But, you know, and a lot of times you could there could be a lot of things that happen in your life that make you feel that way. But now you can look and see that a hero of the black community, such as Harriet Tubman, also had a fetish for sleeping with multiple white men at a time. I mean, let me get this clear. Not men, I do not mean to argue you. I just want to make sure I'm understanding you. Okay. When you were reading the posting from Big White Dick 13, uh-huh. you were inspired. You were like, oh, what a nice thing to say about Harriet Tubman. Yeah, yeah. What a pleasant and positive thing to associate with Harriet Tubman that she liked often to, while getting slaves to a free state, mm-hmm. that she would meet up with multiple white men and have sex with all of them. Yeah, I mean, because I think, it, and it's once again, like I said, I want to humanize these people and show like, hey, like, I know we're all about business and yeah. things like that. But when you stumble to some of your vices, let's say, like, yes. you can still then go back to your business, you know, like. So I think Business, that's really yeah. interesting to be able to kind of show people like the human side of some of these other people. I mean, I'm, and don't get me wrong, because in this post, it was a long post that he wrote and he got really graphic with some of the things that she did with these people. I'm yeah. just only necessarily like bringing up the fact that it happened. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't need to get into that. We don't need to get into the gory details. Yeah, exactly. Like, did you did he did Big White Dick 13 present this as fact or was it more is this sort of a a fan fiction site or a slash fiction site where people, you know, they describe fictional erotic adventures of famous figures. No, it, it like the way that it read. Um, yeah. And if you need this, I can send you links to this later on. I'm okay right now. I'm okay, okay. right now. All right. We'll send you the links later on. Yeah. Anyway, send them the links. Sure. Send them the okay. links. Um, you need it, to read it. Maybe I'll take a quick look. Yeah. But the, but the way that it read. Yeah. But the way that it read was more so the notion that like, I think he wrote it in a way that made it feel like he was mad that people didn't know this, that he was more upset that, you know, people looked at these experience as white is wrong, da, 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 flatly in a sense. And yeah, people so say Harriet like, Tubman was anti-white. Check it out. She would sleep with multiple white men, and she actually liked it quite a bit. And yeah, here's a description in, in that, that way. But it was way more aggressive than the way you just did it. Sex is like in that way where sometimes it just it can just seem like it's aggressive, you know. And if you're not in yes. it, you can't really tell like it's not aggressive because visually. So like even in the writing, it could look visually aggressive as if like he's trying to like almost and, demeaning in the situation. But I, I think understand. it's just the way that it reads. 
just know. his unfortunate word usage that yeah. he accidentally made it look on the verge of perhaps too aggressive. Right. Yes. Right. Now, at what point did you think I need to get this into a book? <laughs> at what point were you like, I need to be the person to, was it while you're reading big white dicks po- or maybe Supreme white 1406 was, was, was his, the posting that really was there, was there a moment where you're like, this is now something I need to be in charge of? I think it was more so along the lines of I I remember reading one time uh, it was one that I was reading about Martin Luther King and this is the one that really made me realize that I need to get these facts out to people. Okay. So apparently uh, Martin Luther King threw kind of like this little barbecue for mm-hmm. a lot of his white constituents, people who okay. were like, you know, like white people helping of the power. movement and like, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, white people of power and barbecue, the whole kind okay, of little yeah. barbecue. Even uh, just Dr. King at a barbecue—that's kind of that's humanizing right there. I mean, right. That's and working the people and talking and networking—that's that, yeah. that's interesting. Right. The whole time of this barbecue, Martin Luther King—he was feeding everybody, and he was like the one man in the grill. He wouldn't let nobody touch the grill. Things like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. You okay, know what I mean? Like, funny. oh no, like, like, I'm like, in funny. charge. Yeah. I, I got it. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Love and it. um and then at one point and the guy wouldn't say who the actual figure was he said it could have been a president uh oh you know like former president or lbj you know, it could have yeah. been you know one of those things lbj but kennedy i guess yeah martin luther king was so about making sure that his people were taken care of and yes. that you know these people wouldn't necessarily vote in the favor uh, you know, of civil rights and things like this, that Martin Luther King told this man that he would do anything that it took. And Whoa. then right. when he took them into the room after Uh-oh. they had eaten, uh, okay, he put his hand down his pants. Oh no! And jerked the president off. Another for very this thing. sexual. And okay. like he and he jerked this dude off. Okay. Right. And and like yeah. and I want to because I think it's like this is like what you're doing for the people. And when this is I how read far this you're story, willing to go. Exactly. And I'm and because I'm looking at these people sometimes and, you know, you look at a lot, of these, a lot of these people who are like, you know, they're trying to fight for their communities. And you're just like, but how far are you willing to go? Would you put your hand down somebody's pants and get the job done? Exactly. Where, where right? did you where did you get this from? And this fact, uh, this fact was from a guy. So you, you're white checking pussy your notes. only. White, white pussy, pussy only. only. That's his. That, that's his like. Handle. Handle, his, his, his handle, and there's... Okay. Yeah, white pussy only. Just so... You're a fan of Dr. King, am I right? Do you admire One Dr. King? One of the King? biggest fans. Like, okay, absolutely, I mean, honestly, yeah. I got a poster of him in my uh, in my childhood bedroom. I, I, I love it. I mean, he certainly is an inspiring figure. And so yeah, you would read White Pussy Only's story about Dr. King possibly jerking off a possible president, and you'd think... This is good. I'm glad to know this, and I need to tell other people. You asked this question, and in your voice, it feels like yes. I'm I'm being a little coy. I'll try to be more direct. I apologize. I guess I'm trying to wrap my head around this too. I think people might take it negatively, even just to want these stories to huh. be true. You know what I mean? To like, I think people would maybe be upset that we were passing these stories along. Oh, I think they could <laughs> see them as negative things. Hold and, on. I think maybe white pussy only did not have Dr. King's best interests in mind with this post. Uh, 
I think White <laughs> Pussy Only may have been trying to make Dr. King look bad. Huh. White White Pussy Only. It just seems. I mean, okay. When so you, you create mean an me. account. You oh. you, you got to pick a hand. Like when I do accounts on like internet things, like on Reddit or something like that, I, I pick something that's pretty close to my name. You know, or I might say like Los Angeles writer or something like that. You know, something that mm-hmm. describes me in a pretty neutral way since mm-hmm. I'm going to since I'm going to be having several conversations with that. If, it should be Los Angeles ghostwriter. Well, not that's really absolutely, a writer. It should be ghostwriter. No, you're you're right. It should be that. But if I'm going to make my name white pussy only, that means the main thing I want people to know about me is that I like sex and of a with a, people of a certain race and i like to also express people of a certain body part and the only part it's funny how only seems to be the most aggressive part of that name i mean white pussy already seems really a reach for most internet etiquette and then to put only on the end seems i mean i gotta say that person seems aggressive <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know if i would go into a conversation with white pussy only and think this is a calm entity this is somebody who is a measured rational mike do you see what i mean like i'd be worried we're gonna have to source this stuff right so we're gonna have yeah. to say this comes yeah, from white you pussy definitely only. have to do a lot of sourcing it's gonna be yes. a lot of work for you am i right on that karen yeah it's gonna you're really gonna have to do some sourcing okay because otherwise you're gonna have to have a lot of footnotes and a lot of annotations because when you're doing a factual book like this you really need to uh you know reference mm-hmm. the source uh-huh. Well, yeah, I make sure to write down all the names of the all the sources that I got from my. No, that, that's really. I appreciate so. how responsible. Yeah, that's being. good. That's really yeah, good. And, you've and, really and have I, done a lot of work, Mike. You've really done a lot mm-hmm. of work. You've done a lot yeah, of I research. Love, I love the passion that you have, and I'm really genuinely impressed, and maybe even stunned at mm-hmm. the how you are able to find a positive take in these stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Big White Dick Thirteen story, and also if I could just talk about that handle real quick. It's not enough that he says White Dick. He says big white dick, and then thirteen means that. Does that mean that twelve people before him have the handle big white? I think it's thirteen inches. That makes sense. That makes more sense. That's redundant. Big and thirteen. I feel like you don't need to put both those. Mm -hmm. As a writer, I'm just noticing there's some redundancy. Right. Okay. I mean, well, look, I I get well as well. I'm hearing your point. No, I appreciate I that. And again, we have a we have a good you know, process like, here. We have a good point. process. I just think once again, and I'll send I'll send you a link to that one too. I don't I don't totally need the link. You should read it. Okay, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll look at you it. You know, like I guess because me telling you in this way, you don't really get to read the whole thing and see the context because I can see like you taking getting the snippet from what I said from that and then kind of like jumping to that conclusion of like okay. what of like that, what uh, white pussy only meant. Yeah, but, this you is know, but if you read the whole thing, is... it's like, you know, like he's he's talking about how like he threw this whole barbecue and how he's like serving them all and making sure that everybody is like taken care of in a way that, you know, he's going around cleaning up after their messes, wiping, you know, it's like being a real hospitable. He really host. portrayed that Dr. King was like serving food and like cleaning up people's messes of his white guests. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, just like being very, you know, like nice and hospitable. Uh, That's one way to look at it. He also could be trying going out of his way to portray dr king as like a servant you know what i mean or as a subservient position to the white members of this fictional i'm sorry this uh, described yeah gathering yeah because yeah. yeah, i say fictional because i mean he said it's this really happened he said his grandfather was somebody who was there so oh. uh so okay. um yeah 
Okay, uh, well. So, yeah. So, once again, I, I could see, like, how you could jump to that conclusion. But, yeah, just know that, you know, I feel like this is it's, it's more in the positive sense. I, get, okay. I, I take it that just somebody who so... just jumps to the negative. Well, he's a very negative person, Mike. He's very negative. He's very I passive. Been, no. He's very uh-huh. negative. He always sees, you know, the glass is always half empty to him. Okay, okay, so Karen, anything Karen, you tell I, me is hey, really going to be... Karen, you're, you're speaking to the choir right now because, you know, we've been on this call for a little bit and I'm getting the sense, which right. is not a, is, I'm not putting it against you. I'm not... Exactly, like, it, you maybe know, it's like, good that I'm skeptical, you know what right. I mean? If I'm skeptical, then you'll know what your critics are going to say. We can we can get ahead of that somehow. Right, right. like, I, I mean, I, I get the vibes, you know, I just don't want to have to make sure I'm... I have to check you on every single thing that I, you you're know, right. I don't mean to I'm make saying. you keep fighting the same battle over and over again. Okay. I'm just going to say when you talk about Supreme White 1406's story about Barack Obama being a secret Muslim, I got to just push back on the facts just just to make sure I got to kick the tires of this car to make sure it drives. Uh-huh. Mike, just a couple questions about your life here. What, what do you what do you do for a living? What do you do when you're not a, a student of history? Well, I did have a day job, but I was fired. Oh, uh, sorry. Most recently, it, I mean, it's okay. I, I was I worked at the post office. Okay. Yeah, I was fired because I was opening mail. Oh, I'm sorry. I had read online in one of these sites that people were being sent secret things in the mail that could actually harm them. Different okay. kinds of like things and so that. So in in my mind, I was actually saving a lot of people. You were trying to protect people. I was just trying to do my best. Like I was online and, and one of the guys was talking about how some of these other countries were like sending things to America and trying to harm some of their citizens. Oh so like whenever like I saw something that they gave some specific names where it would be like, if you see something like Will Donahue or uh-huh. John Smith or like a thing like They would have like particular this. names. Like yeah, you just gave like mine a, and a, Karen's a, name as an example, but- these things you found on the internet would have specific names listed. Yes, like it'll have specific names listed, and if they say, and if they come from countries that like, like in Afghanistan, or like a oh Pakistan, boy. or like a, you know, so these you type found of things. something on the internet with a list of names and suspect countries, and said these places might be trying to hurt Americans. Yes, yes. And you took it upon yourself to open up the mail and make, so you'd see a letter from one of these names coming from. Afghanistan and say, let me just make sure this is everything all right. And yeah. you open up. Well, and, yeah, what, because what would it be? You'd open it up, and what would you usually find? I mean, a lot of the times it was kind of just regular mail, mm-hmm. right? Um, like a letter or something. Like yeah, letter. like a letter or of some kind, or just like uh, some sometimes like a family member over there sending a letter to the family member back home or whatever. Right. But you can mm-hmm. never be too sure about these things. And like I said. A lot of the other things that I read from that person, that review, were very good and true. So, you know, I just wanted to be sure because why would he have to lie? Why does Stinky Jew 70 have anything to lie about? Did you say Um, Stinky Juice? Jews. Jews. Oh, my bad. Stinky Jews 70. Yeah. This this was the post who said that there's some correspondence 70. Um, sounds like a birth year. Sounds like somebody who was yeah, born in 1970. Yeah, somebody was born in 1970. Yeah, that's what and I would say too. Maybe. Could be, yeah, maybe. Or maybe 70 inches long. And he believes that Jews are stinky or maybe feels that he is one of the stinky Jews. Mm-hmm. So he had something to say about stuff being mailed to... Okay, Mike, um, yeah, boy, we are into... I should just say, and again, I don't mean to be a skeptical 
or a buzzkill. You got to be yourself, I guess. Yeah, he's a buzzkill. I mean, he can't be anyone else. I appreciate you understanding that. I think we are heading into what could be legally dangerous territory because I think even though you are putting a very positive spin on these stories, some people might see these as so negative that it is libel. Well, he didn't to, want to put that story in the book. You just asked him what he did for a living, and he was explaining that's true. it the to post you. He doesn't story. want to put that in the yeah. book. Oh, yeah. That has no, that's, that's not, not yeah, for the book. Yeah, there's no I history. Forgot. There's no, like, history fig- historical figures in there. Yeah, like, there's if no any historical case, figures. If, if any case, say, I'm being the hero in that story, and I wouldn't do that in my own book. Like, <laughs> you know, that's kind of, like, self-centered. Self-centered. That's, that's, that's self-serving. That's something Will would do. That's something Will would 100% do. It's always looking for approval. I would be very humble. If I open up people's mail, I would Keep it to myself. I promise yeah. you that. Mike, uh, hmm? you know what? I think I think we have enough for, for Karen and I to do like a quick – I think we have enough for our initial consultation. If you don't mind, we could uh, have a follow-up call tomorrow. Karen and I will go away and we'll sort of prepare our thoughts about it and go over what we think the plan would be to do this book. And we, if, we don't, if you don't mind us talking to you tomorrow. Yeah, no problem. I mean I think questions. I got to do some more research and things tonight. So – yeah, man, I'd be happy. You're still to, doing research. Yeah, because I just want to make sure, you know, some final touches and things like this. Because I got a lot of stuff in my notes. But, you know, the hunger to learn never stops. I mean, this could just be one book, of a mini book series. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's exciting. Keep That's you exciting. Busy for a while. Well, you could use yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, just like, just like Mike said, I like to get down to business. And I'm in the business of making books. So, okay. Uh, all right. So we'll, we'll call you tomorrow, Mike, about the same time. All right. Good talking to you all. Good talking to you. We'll talk nice to you tomorrow. Nice talking to you. Hello. If you're enjoying I Will Write Your Book, please do that thing that every podcast asks you to do and go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It makes a huge difference to us getting to new audience members. Also, if you have ever heard of social media, there's I Will Write Your Book on Instagram and I Will Write Your on Twitter, which features photos of our guests. And sometimes we get fun fan art that mocks up the covers of these books that we are talking about on these episodes. And it's really fun. So I hope you get a chance to check those out. And thanks so much for listening. All right, cassette tape number three. Uh, We are uh, walking through Culver City. Uh, Karen Donahue and myself, Will Hines. Karen, thanks for meeting me out here. I don't know why you want to go on a walk with me. I just, I'm just trying to get out of the house. I, I, doing uh, yeah, these sit-ups, afraid, doing these sit-ups has made me feel... To, you can walk, you can go for a walk by yourself. I'm not scared. It's not that I think I'm going to be, like, attacked. <laughs> I, I don't think it's... Atta- you have this, like, so you're so self-centered that you're like, people are looking at me, people are judging what I'm wearing, no, I can't is, go out. You need me re- there. You need to have my strength in order to I, walk around. I think wanting to meet a business colleague for a nice stroll does not require a psychological explanation, okay? I just thought it'd be nice. It's weird. Meet me at... I don't think so at all. I think it's quite, you know, we both work in our offices all day. It's good to have excuses to get out. To, 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 you I know, get out to, plenty. I get out plenty. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? How do you get out? I just, it's none of your business. Why do you? Uh, okay, we can't be friends. I have a I whole life that doesn't I share involve things you. with you. I did, you know how many sit-ups I did this morning? Six. Yeah. Right. It's pretty good. That's a, that's going, that's a trajectory upward. So, did I get, you, it, it, did I Mike feel send you any of those links? God, yes. He sent me a whole bunch of them. Just, he sent me the links and then also he cut and pasted a lot of the stuff into the emails. Mm. It right. has 
it has wreaked havoc with my targeted ads already <laughs> oh. on Google and Facebook. Like, I am getting stuff that I, I do not want. Right. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm getting... I'm getting like a bunch of sweaters from Daughters of the Confederacy that are asking if I want to buy that, which I'm just not interested in. Right. Of course it's, not. Yeah. So, Carol, what are we going to do with it? We can't. What write are we going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, I can't write this guy's book because like, he thinks. Right. He thinks it's positive. I can't quote Big White Dick 13 and no. talk about Harriet Tubman getting railed by a bunch of dudes. Ugh. He doesn't say nope. railed in the story. Yes, it's about a you railroad. You read the whole puns. story. It's a I bunch couldn't of... stop it. the The writing was terse and lively. Wow! It was appalling content, but mm-hmm. the prose was snappy. I don't read a lot of this stuff, so it was kind of it's kind of a new experience. I, but I, we can't we can't write this book. I mean, I was the guy. Oh, here's what I love: how positive he I is. I know. I know. You know what you could do? Maybe what? you could do some research. Maybe you could find some facts, and. Maybe you can pose them to him. Pose hmm, them to Mike and see if, you know, hey, what about these interesting tidbits? That's that's a good idea, yeah. Oh, that Maybe. might be. Because then he could still do his book, but it he could, could be about stuff. He could still do his book. Yes, that is a great idea. But it could be about stuff that is maybe more sourced. I know, it's a good idea. I can't okay, believe no, that you... Is a, I'm going to look stuff up that, that's so good. You, I can't believe you didn't even think of that. I was ready to walk away from it, but I like that I much better because you I like this guy's... You need the business. You also, need yeah, the no, business. No, I need the work. I need the work And badly. his heart is there, and the idea is I like, good. Mike, I, I love like. the idea. I love the idea. The idea is idea. so good. I was so, so sold good. on it. Great. We just gotta... Yeah, I just can't quote white pussy only. No. In a book. Um, just, hey, not to get too involved in your personal life. You doing any exercise? Because I'm saying these sit-ups have made this me feel like a... This is inappropriate. This is inappropriate. I don't mean it that this way at all. This is inappropriate. Friend to friend. This is inappropriate. Just, We're not I'll friends. Just, well, I, I think of us as pretty good friends. Well, you're wrong on that count. We've worked together for years. You know what I mean? I, we, we know a lot about each other. I know a lot about you. I I try to know a lot about you. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you You're and getting you, too you, close. You try to get right too now? close. Yeah, you mean, like, you're physically standing? standing too close to me. Okay, 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 okay. I'll back up. Sorry, sorry. God. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, cassette tape number three. Uh, this is another Zoom call with Karen Donahue and Mike Tresvent. Uh, Mike, can you uh, hear me? We're back on. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, hey yeah. Hey. Good to I, see you again. Yeah, you as well. Hey, Hi, Mike. Mike. Hi. Hey. hey, great to see you. Nice to, see, to see, you. see you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh uh so what's going on? We writing a book? book? We writing a <laughs> I book? Would, I wanna write this book. I wanna yeah. write this book. I like, yeah. I like there. That's what okay. I like to hear. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking maybe uh, I, I kinda did a little research of my own and I was huh, thinking okay. maybe I had some other suggestions of stuff maybe we could include or maybe even focus on primarily. Just a pitch. Just a pitch. Okay. I mean so the author, uh, Zora Neale Hurston, who wrote the book, Their Eyes Were Watching God. Have you ever heard of a Zora Neale Hurston? Uh, yeah. Right, yeah, the... yeah, she's on, uh, yeah, uh-huh. You said Zora Neale? Right, yes, that's what you said, yes. Zora um, Neale Hurston. Yeah, yes, it's like I'm... one of the most famous black female authors. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Uh, she wrote, Their I, Eyes I've Were heard Watching the name. God. I'm, I've heard the name, yes. Okay, well, you'd love her. Um, her, that book's incredible, and she's a really interesting person. 
I found out that in addition to being an author, she would investigate murders in her spare time. That uh, black men and women who'd been accused of murder wrongly, Zora Neale would get involved in addition to being an author. Huh. Down okay. in Florida. And she also did a lot of cataloging of old folk stories and, uh, and something that former slaves and slaves, stories they had exchanged, she tried to document that. Isn't that... I, I sense I'm losing your interest. Is that right? Are you? I, I mean, I just, I, I mean, I just don't understand why you, why you're bringing this up. Well, I, th- I think people think of Zora Neale Hurston primarily as an author, and she had these other pretty involved careers as an investigator of crimes and as a folktale archivist, and that's that's something really special, you know. She, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. That sounds cool. That sounds cool. Uh, yeah, better than cool. I mean, that's that's really. I think we could lead with that. I think that might be something for chapter one. I don't think so. I mean, I had. Uh, well, I wouldn't say this is chapter one material, but last night um, I learned in, uh, in this room that I was in from Blacks and Browns Yuck. Uh, he told me about uh, you know the story. He told me a story about Pocahontas. You know the Native American Pocahontas. Yeah, sure, I know Pocahontas. Right, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, And he told me the story about how, you know, um, when, you know, the pilgrims first came to their land. um, Like we've all seen the well, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but I have like little nephews and nieces. um, And I used to show them the movie Pocahontas all the time, the cartoon, the Disney character. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, exactly. We've all seen those type of those type of things, whatever. But he what I didn't know was that Pocahontas was. When they first arrived there, what they found out that Pocahontas was kind of into bestiality and that they got there and kind of had to get her off of it, you know. And she was so into it, they had to physically remove her from her acts of bestiality. Yes, yes. And then it turns out, and like I said, blacks and browns, yuck, told me this. And it turns out that, like, once they got her initially out of the notion of being like, I like to, you know, engage sexually with animals, that, like, she really fell in love with white men and were really into white men. Yeah. And I was just like, that is, I I, want to say interesting. Now, that's interesting. That is what, that's interesting, right? That's an interesting fact that nobody knew. And it could be I, I, uplifting. That's what you're looking for, right, Mike? You're looking for uplifting stories and you're right. Because it's like, to the how voice to uplift- the voiceless. Exactly, because it's like imagine you were somebody who thinks you have some sort of a habit or a vice that you can't kick. Okay, and you know, and to think that all you need is to get the some sort of proper professionals in there to kind of help guide you. In this particular case. Um, it was white pilgrims, white male pilgrims. Yeah, and, white male pilgrims saving the day. Yes, and and necessarily like stopping them. Now, obviously, you know, like in the now, you probably wouldn't fall in love with your therapist or whoever did this thing, whatever. Will but that's would. just what happens. Will would. Like, Will would fall I wouldn't in love say with that. I wouldn't therapist. say that. I, I have a therapist, and he and I are, are good friends. He's, he would fall okay. in love with them. He has, yeah. There, I, you no. don't. You're, he's not your friend. He's your therapist. Well, I, I don't. I have an avoidant, avoidant connection habit, not an attaching. Uh, whatever. Um, blacks well, and browns. Well, your point, it feels like you feel a little bit like about whatever your relationship is with your therapist. Like you feel a little bit, you know, weird about it. I don't get a okay. confidence sense. 
So in this sense, after reading a story like this, I think you would have more confidence in, in the things of your life that maybe you are a little bit ashamed about. Yeah, there's probably for, a lot of you know, things you're ashamed of. Well, right. Shamed is such a powerful word. I, I wouldn't say that. I get I get a wee bit embarrassed sometimes you at my own personal life. You probably have a lot habit. of shame that's following you no, around. It's a tiny, really, the tiniest bit of embarrassment. That really guides your interactions, the shame. You know, so maybe a, something like this could beams. be helpful for you. Have you done any more research, Will? Yes, I, I have done research. How about this one? So, yeah, maybe Pocahontas bestiality can't get off the animal until the white men come and save her. How about this one? Um, ever heard of Otis Blackwell? Otis Blackwell. This, this is, uh, he's the, not, he, he, the name sounds familiar. He's not as famous as I think he deserves to be. He's a songwriter uh-huh. in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, and he actually uh-huh. wrote a number of songs for Elvis Presley. Uh, most notably, Don't Be Cruel, which is one of the big Elvis Presley songs. But what I think is interesting is if you you can hear the demos, the musical demos of Otis Blackwell, and he it's obvious that Presley borrowed a lot of inflection and style from Otis, or at least was inspired by him. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that, oh, 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 yeah, so, so. That's like Wow, that was Otis. impressive, Will. No, I've been working mm-hmm. on it. I've been, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm doing a short form improv class. A lot oh, of characters. Wow, good for um, you. Thank you. But and I, you know, and um, yeah, you could. This this is also positive because I think Elvis Presley is such a tremendous musician. Uh-huh. But uh, rather than to humanize him, he didn't come up with it all on his own. He he learned a lot of it from this songwriter Otis Blackwell, and it sure would be nice to give Otis a little spotlight. I think. Okay. I I mean, well, if we're talking musicians, then. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that story. That story, I don't know where you got that source from. I, I mean, that's definitely want to question it's documented where, you your, in, where, you, where your source is he from. He is the credited writer of the song. First okay, of all. well, you know, I mean, but at the same time, we just we don't really know. Uh, but if we're talking about musicians, you know the musician James Brown, correct? Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. What do you think of when you think of James Brown? Music, dancing, right. passion, uh-huh. uh, fall onto the floor, put a uh-huh. bring a cape, put, bring a blanket out, and put it over him because right. he's so spent. Uh-huh. Uh, the Tammy Show concert, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel right. good, right, right, uh, right, super bad, uh-huh. yeah, tons, you know. Uh huh. All right. So you were talking about James Brown. You were talking about Elvis. So here's the connection. What I learned is that James Brown, early on in his period before he became who he was, a yeah. lot of his moves. A lot of his style and things like that, he would get from Elvis, and he would come to Elvis and kind of I've get never, like some guidance from Elvis, I've and never then heard like this. his moves, like some of the things that he did with his feet, he actually was taught from by Elvis, which is crazy, I, right? That's crazy, and I can't believe it. There's, there's just almost no way that James grand Brown... grand underscore master will wrote that on his pat on on in like his blog thing, and he was telling us how. A lot of people don't know that a lot of the black figures that we look up to were people who necessarily got their influences from a lot of white artists. Grandmaster Will? Did Grand you say? underscore. Under, Grand underscore. Grand underscore master. master, master yes. And then Master Will is all one word? Uh, yes. Ma- yeah. Grand underscore Master Will. What, what, what sites are you going to? How, how do you stumble on these posts? Like, where are you going to find this stuff? Because I'm I'm a pretty big music fan and uh-huh. a little bit of a history nerd. I've done my fair share of Got like uh-huh. reading stuff, and I can go down a rabbit hole now and then when I find something interesting on in Wikipedia course, course. that'll uh-huh. lead me to a lot. Of, I, I've never never come across 
stories like this or, or internet handles like this. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of the book. Like That is the see, point yeah. of the book, Will. You know, like, these <laughs> are the, the things that the people shouldn't have to see only in web chats and see only in a site that you have to kind of pay to get into or around all the different kind of, like, page 75 of a Google page, you know what I mean? And just kind of get to these sites or whatever. You don't have to do that. Like within this book, you're going to get all the factual information right there. So you don't have to go out searching because people need to know this So a lot of times you'll type in like, uh, say, James Brown into Google and you'll ignore the first, you know, five, 10, 70 pages of results until you get to like the 75th page of results. And you're like, this is where you really dug in this That's is, you make these, your bread are and the, these are the things that people don't know. Everybody's looking 100%. at. Yeah, and when you say like, bread and butter, you mean a post from Grand Master Will or Grand Supreme underscore White Fort- Master Will. I don't want to get that wrong. Why, why didn't you write that down? Well, it's Grand I did. Underscore. I just don't. It's just I think the underscore is the least important part of that name. Well, I just um, want to make sure because if we're going to reference him, make sure he gets the proper credit. Okay. Mike, I'm sorry to say, I got to say this. I got to just come out and say this, and I apologize. You are accidentally passing on lies from white supremacist, anti-black and also brown uh, people who are who are propagating blatant mistruths to make beloved and inspirational figures look bad. I think you have the best intentions in mind, and you you're being suckered. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I'm sorry. Well. What? Where are you getting any of this from? Just, just from common sense. I mean, if Big White Dick Thirteen says that Harriet Tubman liked to get screwed by white dudes, uh, you just don't believe a story like that. That's just that's that's. There's no evidence of that. In well, yeah, any... you don't believe a story like that because you didn't know it, right? No, that's but not it why. doesn't make it untrue. No, that's that's he has not a point. why. Look, he has a point. And who's to say? And like, and who's looking at this negatively? Like Harriet You're Tubman only... liked sex. Who doesn't like sex, right? That does, like, and you, we can't sit here. Are you trying to shame the fact that a black Absolutely. woman likes well, to have Will sex? Will thinks sex not is what wrong. I mean. Will no, has that's a lot not of what shame I'm trying to say. No, no, no. Sex. I don't mean that. Hey, he I, I, would, I would love for Harriet Tubman to love sex. I love that story. The idea of Harriet Tubman being a sensual, open woman who's really right? into her sexuality is exactly. super cool. That's really exactly. rad, and I love it. I just... I, but I, I really think you're a rare individual to see that aspect of this story. You're, I, I got you're looking at it from a, from just a, from a really particular angle. Here's the trouble with this, and okay. I, I, I knew we would cross it. You know, and I figured, okay, and I'm willing to do this thing. I, I, honestly, I don't know any black ghost writers. I didn't couldn't find up any when I looked it up. So oh. I, I, so I figured that this would kind of be a thing, but. I understand your apprehension because as a, you know, I could say white, right? You can, I'm, I'm a white man. That's okay, absolutely, absolutely true. As a white true. man, yeah. I get yeah. that you don't understand the your, plight yeah. of the person of color. That's So I'm sitting here true. telling you as a black male that, you know, that's how we, we're going to look at it. All black men, <laughs> it's no... Like and that's it. It's just flat as it is. So like hundred percent. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna have. You a different believe that the this. common reaction of a black man to Grandmaster Will's story about James Brown? Grand underscore Master Will. Uh-huh. Sorry, I, gosh, I sorry, I keep Grand. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah. Get it we, we right, can, Will. Can what sued. is wrong with you? 
I don't know. I'm I'm flustered. I have to admit, I'm fl- my hands are shaking. My hands are shaking as I'm writing the notes for the, the story. This is I'm the, sweating. I'm sweating. Look at me. I'm a mess. This is really the most confrontational I've ever seen you be. I know. I, I'm exhausted. I I I, I apologize, Mike. I really I don't really. I'm so happy to have the work, and I I, I admire your attitude. Mm-hmm. I, but you know what? As a white man, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it would be like to come across these stories. As a as a black man in America, I just right. I, I just don't know. Right. And I'm sitting here telling you with 100 percent impunity that no no black man would have a different point of view no than mine. No black man. No and black you man that with would 100% have a hundred percent impunity. Would have gosh, a different opinion of mine. Then uh, that's you got what fired it is. from the post office because you were opening mail. Yeah, because I was being a hero. What do you think a title would be for this, Mike? What are you thinking? True, true, provable facts. Of people of color, or like things True, you didn't know, provable uh, facts. Yeah, of people of color. Yeah, or just things like unknown, unknown things about coloreds you love. You know, just something like that. Did you say we're coloreds? Is that is that what you said? Yeah, unknown facts of coloreds you love. Mike, a lot of the stuff sexual. Of a lot of the stuff sexual. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what I gave. That's kind of what I gave you oh, okay. all because you know I wanted to make sure I, I wanted to get y'all interested. So you know I'm I'm tickling yeah. your little ears. I know yeah, sensuality sells. You know what I mean? So I gave you a little sex sells. Sex sells. Yeah. Yeah, sex so does sell. Is absolutely episode. true. But you know, if we work on this book, there's a lot of different things that don't have anything to do with sex at all that you just wouldn't know about it. Like, I mean, the James Brown one wasn't about sex. It was about no, the fact that James Brown Elvis right. pretty much co-opted Elvis's style and, and, uh, style and energy. It's just so strange that Elvis taught James those moves, but never in his career did he do anything at all like James Brown's moves. I mean... Like, Elvis didn't even dance on stage. I mean, well, I could kind of think of it like I watch a lot of stand-up, mm-hmm. and okay. sometimes a stand-up comedian will say, once somebody that they know whatever has done a joke that they've done that there was their joke that they stole they don't do the joke anymore so right. maybe it's a situation like that where like elvis james saw james brown doing the, move, the style and... and then elvis was like well i can't do it anymore i'm just and this is just me spitballing here because that's not something that the grandmaster said but yeah <clears throat> I've just, maybe something like that happened but yeah that's what i have to assume I, I think between the titles unknown facts of coloreds you love i prefer true provable facts of people of color i think that might be a better title between those two i mean well, I when we talk about books when you're writing a book do you have to do you pay by title length like by word and title no no, 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 no. i'm not invested in how many words are in the title okay Whatever's the right title for the book is the one we use. Whatever's okay. the right title. I mean, well, we also wanted to be cost effective. So if uh, let's just go with the other one. Uh, unknown facts about colored you love. Just because that's just a shorter. just rolls right off the tongue. Unknown facts about coloreds you <laughs> love. Yeah, it just okay. rolls right off the tongue. So. By Mike Tresvant. Okay, well, that's... I mean, well, the, what, for the book, you can put Michael. You know, oh yeah, of course. Easy. Your author's name. Yeah, yeah. Michael Tresvant. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's just well, that's a very temporary title that we will replace in a moment's notice if something comes up. Better I mean, well, that. if something comes up better, but honestly, that feels ironclad to me. <laughs> ironclad. I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll just we'll just put the lightest of pins in it, just the tiniest little pin in the upper corner of an imaginary bulletin board, ready to fall off and be lost behind our desk as okay. soon as a better. Only name if it's comes only up. if it's beatable, but I don't feel like it is. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're going to do this book. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Mike, for meeting with us. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, this is honestly, like I said, this has been my first foray into book writing. Mm-hmm. You never don't mind really that it's read a white man books. helping you with this? Like you don't. He tried to my... find. He tried to find somebody. Yeah, you're yeah. the. You're the um, yeah. The um the ghostwriting community, unfortunately, is a little bit of a white man's club these days, and that's. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, honestly, I got your ad from the back of one of those newspapers that's like a bunch of like women selling their services on the back. And then yeah. you had a little square that was promoting your thing. It's just uh, so cheap to put your name in there. I figured, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I saw that. And I was like, this feels like fate. Wow. I, I'm glad that you're being proactive, Will, and at least putting some ads somewhere. I just, it, it was, they're giving them away. I mean, print print news is just, the ad rates have plummeted so much that it's almost, it's, it's so cheap you can't afford not to. I mean, I, I gotta say, I like I've never written a book. I wouldn't know what this process was like. And I gotta be honest with you, Will. Like if it was just me and you sitting here talking, I I don't know. This could be rough. But Karen added a lot of levity to kind of like some of your curmudgeonness, <laughs> right? And it really helped, kind of like. And it was good to have somebody yep. on the. Side we are a of, good team for that reason. We're a yeah. good team for We're that reason. We're not really a team. Karen being here, it was good to have somebody with, you know, who had, you know, with a lot of more positivity mm. and just the, the inquisitiveness to be able to accept that. A black man was sitting here telling facts that a white man didn't know. Right. And having him push back because yes. he didn't know those facts. You know, because yes. it felt more rooted in the fact of being like that he didn't know it more so about than the actual facts. You know right. what I mean? Oh, I hear you. He hates women. Just so you know. <laughs> that, feels, that feels out Wouldn't of nowhere. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That Would feels not out surprise of nowhere. Me. Wouldn't surprise you. Well, I guess my name's not going on this book, right? Because I'm just a ghostwriter, so I do want I mean, this honestly, to serve. If you want to have your name on it, like you can put. I don't think that's there. necessary. I no, I, this is your book. I mean, we can Michael. talk about it. We can definitely talk about it because this is I my don't first think... book, and I'm I'm somebody who wants. I want to give credit where credit is due. That Aww. is that is nice of you and unnecessary. This is going to be a your name only. We'll work operation. it out. We'll work it out. But I think your name will be on the book. At least you could do the forward or something. At least. Oh, uh, yeah. Do the forward. I do love writing forwards. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, we'll get back to you soon. Yeah. All right. Happy to hear from you. I'm going to keep finding these facts. All right. Thanks. That's another episode of I Will Write Your Book. My name is Will Hines, and I played a character called Will Hines. And uh, you can find me on the internet on Twitter at W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S. Although recently I've been posting nothing but lies, folks. You know what? I want to plug a, a band. My friend and I, Joel Spence, have a band called Wayne and Rodney, and uh, our album, as we're recording this, is coming close to being completed. And by the time this episode is out, I think that record will be out. So if you want to hear two middle-aged dudes have a really sweet little midlife crisis together and make an album, go to Spotify and check out Wayne and Rodney. It sounds like a joke, but it's not. Cam Murphy played Karen Donahue. Murphy plays on Twitter and Instagram. Down. Load. Weeby! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Ronnie Adrian, our, our guest. Ronnie, thanks so much for doing the show. Yeah, hi, everybody. My name is Ronnie Adrian. I play the character of Michael <laughs> Tresvant. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Ronnie Adrian is, uh, well, Bones Adrian actually is uh, my handles on like Instagram and Twitter, etc. Uh, so if you want to check me out, much nicer handle than the handles you were describing. <laughs> You're in this very, episode. very much nicer. Uh, please, anybody who, if you made it through this episode and aren't <laughs> mad, uh, <laughs> please go take the time to read actual great factual history <laughs> on people of color, not not whatever Michael Tresman writes. Uh, yeah, and Ronnie's a terrific improviser at the UCB Theater in LA. 
And so we're recording this during the lockdown, but hopefully we'll back up performance someday. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode. Bye. I'm Nick. And we are the co-hosts of the podcast, Hella Hella in Your Your 30s. 30s. This podcast is all about diets, hobbies. Never dying. Never dying. Fitbits. I'm going to try to moisturize my face more. Yeah, alcohol. Should we drink more or less? (laughs) Cheap Chipotle dates for two. We bring you hot episodes every Monday from Campfire Media. So make sure to subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.